Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome. Hello. So good to be here. Love it, love it. So many books to talk about. I had to narrow it down. Again? Yes. One of these days, because I'm, since school started, I've slowed way down. But the rest of my eight months until school started was my, I'm like, I've read a ton. Yes. But it's, it's my back pile is going to go away. Start What's to dwindle a little bit. De- deplenish. Deplete. Deplete. That sounds good too. Deplenish. All of these Why are did great I think words. that was a word? <laughs> because I'm tired. It's <laughs> my a brain late thought that was a good word. A, a full day. day. Yeah, it's okay. It's only Tuesday. I kept thinking today was Wednesday all day long. Ew, I'm sorry. And then I'd remember it's it was to Tuesday. Think it's Tuesday when it's actually Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm backwards. So now I got to relive Wednesday tomorrow. That's not going to feel good. Yeah. I'm sorry for you. I'll do it. But today we get to talk about books. Before okay, we talk yay. about books, though. Yes. Do you have a fun fact? Fun fact. Um, I read a really fun interview about Emily Haybeck on, it's called hive.co.uk. I, and it's welcome to the hive is what hmm. she starts it out with. I did not know. I hadn't heard of this before, but it just popped up. And um, some fun questions, different questions than some of the other uh, interviews I've read. But this one, she says, I, I have to ask, Emily, what inspired you to write about people spontaneously mutating into animals? Excellent question. <laughs> we are all wondering. Did you have to do much research into these animals to include details of the transformation? And her response is, like many writers, I am inspired by the natural world, both in its everydayness and the magnificent, sublime extremes. Writing about animals and humans in relationship with each other seems like an extension of that awe. Animals obviously have a more intimate reliance on nature and the elements than humans. And whenever I am camping or hiking for an extended time, I feel closer to that animal reality. And you didn't ask, but yes, I am the kind of person who gets worried about the bunnies and the birds during the blizzard. Oh, (laughs) that's cute. (laughs) Some writers research for years before ever writing a word of the manuscript, and I find that so admirable. The patience. But I love to get right to it, and focusing on technicalities too early kind of stresses me out. With Sharkheart, I did a little research as I went, but most of the research happened toward the end of the process. I wanted to write a book where the facts and research enhance the stakes of the story, complicate the characters' inner lives, and give readers just enough information to stay emotionally engaged, but not so much that it becomes intellectual creating distance. Oh, I like the thought process of that. Like, get the story in there. Yeah, that's the main part. Because you have nothing if you don't have a good cohesive story. Indeed. And then bring in those details to enhance it, but not bog it down. But we're not reading the story for the details. For the details of a shark. Because obviously, I am not worried about ever turning into a shark. Right. And if I am curious about the details of the shark, I can read a book about sharks. Right. (laughs) You have your own Google machine. Yeah. You can do it. So that's okay. She doesn't need to do that for me. Yeah. I just want to add this to it because next week we talk about it so I don't get to give you another fun fact. But I thought this was really funny. If you could mutate into any animal, which would you choose and why? And her response is, I love this question so much. Well, let's say it's just for a day. 
I am superstitious. And not that this would ever happen, but I don't want to invite calamity. Oh, no. (laughs) What does she think she might turn into? Well, she just doesn't want to think about turning into something. Because she just could wrote a it whole might book happen? about turning right. into things. Um, but she said, a honeybee sounds very appealing. For one, a beehive seems like a nice community. Two, I love flowers. Three, I would love to fly. Four, honeybees are such good pollinators, and I wouldn't mind making myself useful. Oh, that is cute. I that was pretty cute. I love that. I don't think I would have considered a honeybee. I ne- no, like what it animal would be and far why? Down on I my wouldn't list. even think of a insect i'd go animal me too i think i'd be a fish i think i'd be a sloth oh i just want to hang around all day with a smile on my face i want to just wrap my arms around someone and hang on to them like Mm -hmm. that's all my purpose of the whole day is is to just cuddle someone anyway very good Okay. That's exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to have to start Shark Heart this week. And I have to say I'm a little apprehensive because the story I'm reading right now is about robots, Mm -hmm. which is not my Mm -hmm. genre. Mm -hmm. And so now going into something else where animals talk, it just so happened to be two books in a row. No, I'm a little worried because I also have three books on my shelf right now waiting to be read. And I have to squeeze in a fourth. We need a long weekend. Another one. Oh, my goodness. What am I going to do? That would be nice. Okay. Okay. But let's take a little break. All right. We're back. Yay. Let's talk about our books. I am really looking forward to it. Jamie, what you got on your shelf today? You want me to start? Sure. I think I started last time. I don't remember. Neither do I. You can always say I started last time or that you started last time and I'll agree with you. It all feels like every time. I feel like I start every time. So as long as you're not mad that I'm always starting. No. Okay. Well, whoever doesn't start finishes. Right. You get get the bang, ching, ching. (laughs) I don't know what you call that. But I'm bumping. There you go. There it is. It's for you. For the last. I read... Meet Me at the Lake by Carly Fortune. Okay. Now we read, um, was it Every Summer After? And I didn't love it. No, neither. I think we both gave it three stars. So when I, I had s- a lot of criticism. Yes. I still feel I it strongly. Agree. And I still feel How it strongly about that? too. Okay. And the criticism of that one was I didn't really love reading about teenagers making out. Like yeah, it just felt like, and then they came back as adults and doing the same. It was ridiculous. Things. It was ridiculous. Okay, I already so remember. every summer after three stars for me. It wasn't my favorite, but good writing. Sure, um, sure. And it got a lot of buzz. I think we were in the minority. Minority on hugely. That one. People loved it so much, and we were like over here going, "What are you talking about?" We were the two people alone for right. sure. Right. And so oh. I have seen Meet Me at the Lake, like all over. It's at Target. It is getting all the love. Right. What did you think? I liked it so much better. Really? Than every summer after. Um, I gave it four stars. Wow. Okay. And I just, re- I like, I enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. Is this like a continuation of their no, story? It's not a totally at all. new story. Totally new story. It just okay. happens to be it another looks one. Very similar in at the cover. Lake. Like yeah. yeah. So it's kind same of same lake? Uh I actually don't know. I'm curious. I don't remember. Because it reminds me of like, you know, like an Alan Hildebrand that does right. everything on Nantucket. So this lake, I don't think it is, because I don't remember the other lake being the other lake was like vacation homes, right? 
Yes. That people would come to for the summer. This is more of like summer camp, like families come here for the summer into these little camps and they have, and the mom, the family has ran this um, camp for families for years and years and years. So her family has grown up working this camp her daughter grew up working this camp and watching her mom go around like these families came back year after year so then she's watching the families vacationing their families grow up and they just have this yeah these bonds with these different families well she um wants to get away she doesn't want to stay yeah. And so she gets out, she goes and does something else. She was trying to do like the artistic life, you know, mm-hmm. create something for herself, living in the city. And she um, she meets this guy like 20 years earlier. Is it 20 years earlier? Yeah, way earlier. No, she spends 24 hours with this guy. And it's it's just like an instant connection with this guy. And, um, and this was in the past. So now in the future, you know, they were supposed to, he was doing something and she actually had a boyfriend at the time. And so they, and they were going different places. So they spent this 24 hours together and it was just magical. And then they said, okay, well, in nine months or whatever it was, wherever they were going, he was going in nine months, I'll meet you back at the lake on this day on the boardwalk or whatever of this lake and she showed up but he wasn't there Mm. and so that was in the past now we're in the future and she has to she doesn't want to run her mom's lake camp but she, she ends up having to go back home and ends up running the camp until she decides what to do with it like they need to either sell it or do some serious revamping to up it's like a little bit in disarray she didn't realize how much in disarray it was and how much work they needed to make it profitable well she comes back to the camp and she's rerunning it and you will have to read the rest to find out ooh whatever happens right with the man from her, her past, past. Do, her, do their paths cross again? Okay. Does she stay? Does she sell? Does she go back to the city? All the mm. things that she has to figure out and do. And does she? And she's like an adult woman. Like now she's, she's an, adult an adult woman. Adult. Yeah. Yep. She's in her adult life, um, doing her own thing. Yeah. But she goes back home. Okay. And it's called. Muskoka Lakeside Resort. Ooh, I want to go to one of those with Me my family. Me too, right? I don't even know of any of those. Right. Is that a thing? I think it is. Hmm. In my head, I think of um, Miss Maisel. What's oh, that? Do you yes, remember the episode where like they go up show. to the Adirondacks? Yes. And they the family stay at the cabins and they have a talent show. Yeah. And Hanging out at the beach and having lunch. Well, it's I like want that. It's like dirty dancing. Yeah, yes, that's exactly what it's like. Right? I want that. I want that. I want. A I want cabin. summer people that I'll see. You know, yeah. for a month in July. Yeah, you go for a month, you stay, and then you leave, and then my husband joins you, me on the weekends. I love it so much. <laughs> Someone bring Sorry, this Steve. to my life. You got to go pay for this. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Cool. That's okay. cool. Anyway, I, I'll have to give it a try. I just double check just to, just for reference. Yeah, I looked back at 
the other book and I gave it two stars. Every summer after. Ooh, two stars for me? I did not me? enjoy it. La- I, okay. I thought it was three stars from both of us, but let me go back. I, I really didn't enjoy it. What did you give I it? gave it two stars as well. So I'm so glad to hear that it's rebounded get, for you. Yes. And that gives me like some inclination to give it a try because I, I have seen it. Yes. Everywhere. Yes. And this, I would say the similarity between it is it's... It's just an easy story to follow. Sure. It's enjoyable, enjoyable characters. This one is just more relatable to me as far as adults, like sure. adults. Sure. Yeah, I liked it. It wasn't ridiculous. It was not ridiculous. I'm so glad to hear it. Um, I thought it was very good. Four <laughs> stars for me. Again, awesome. it is Meet Me at the Lake being by harsh. Carly Fortune. Just. It's unkind of me to be so harsh. Well, that's okay. You know what? Every Summer After was a huge hit for a lot of people. A lot of Just people. Just not us. Right. It didn't hit me right. It's not for everyone. Um, I think if you agree with my ratings and Sarah's ratings more often, you will enjoy Meet Me at the Lake much better. Okay. Very good review. Yeah. All right. The first book I'm going to talk about is Yellow Face by R.F. Quang. Quang. Yes. Not sure how to say it. I'm not sure either, but I am very jealous because I've been on the waiting list for this one forever. and Everyone's talking about it, so I feel I a know. little left out. I had to wait a long time. This is a this is a book people are talking about. I think it's a Reese's Book Club pick. Yeah. Um, not very long ago. It came out just in May. So it is so, fairly new, like the end of May. So this is a story of an author. Like, she is a published author. Um, and she's a part of like a community of authors. Mm-hmm. She went to school to become an author, like college, university, where she was surrounded by other aspiring authors. And they had, that's, I think, where her community really began. Mm-hmm. And one of her friends, colleagues uh, at school, mm-hmm. kind of got this huge, like, success right out of the gate like oh. graduates college hugely successful and she did not feel that that was um like really earned she okay. didn't think that she necessarily deserved that level of success like so she soon. was good but, not but she's not that, that good. good she had that much better than the, her right specifically um but they've stayed in contact she continued to release like big books that were getting Lots of recognition, Mm -hmm. lots of accolades, while she released one book that didn't get anywhere, didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And so she's trying to write another one, but she's kind of stuck. Um, She goes to have drinks with this friend from Mm -hmm. school, and they're – normally it ends at drinks. There's, like, a little bit stilted between them. Um. And so it ends at drinks. I think there's some jealousy a little bit. Like, she doesn't want to be with her longer than she has to be. You know, she's so snobby. Um, But for whatever reason, this particular night, everything goes very well. And they're having a great time. And they decide, let's take, you know, she invites, this friend invites her back to her place um, to continue the fun. And so they do. They go back there and they're laughing and they're joking. They're talking about old times and they're just having a grand old time. And all of a sudden... Friend starts choking, and she is full-on choking, cannot get the food out of her throat, and she tries to do the Heimlich on herself. This gal, the gal in the story, 
June is her name. She tries to do the Heimlich on her, but it doesn't come out. And she basically watches her die on ah. the floor, chokes to death. Um, while she was at her house, she sees that her friend has just finished a manuscript. A manuscript. And she is uh, known for being very secretive yeah. until she is done. So nobody, nobody ever knows, knows what she's working on until she's ready to put it out there. And so she takes it hmm. and decides, you know, she doesn't think it should go to waste. No. This should be shared. It does, you know, and she's worked very hard and deserves to have some success too. And really when she reads over it, it's in its very early stages and it needed a lot of work. And so she spent a good chunk of time like revising it and changing it. She adds stories. She changes things. She, she her agent reads it and is like blown away. It's unlike anything she's ever written before and they love it. And she gets really like her publisher gets so excited. They are going to, like advertise this to the high hilt they and she does change things and she does this and so she feels like it's like a whole different book really right so the the Hmm. thing about this book is her friend is asian june is not her friend's books are all within like about asian Asian things and asian okay she is not asian she's a white person right um but it's about a time in history And so she feels like, well, anyone can write historical fiction. You don't have to be from that descent. And some people agree. And some people are like, stay out of it. Like we Asian deserve, yes, representation. And so it kind of becomes a thing. And there's people who know her friend's work. I can't remember her friend's name. It's kind of bothering me. Anyway, so she starts going down this road. And so for the rest of the book, you are watching her defend her book Mm -hmm. to the public and where do you go now? Like, okay, now the book, it's time for a new book, right? You, you have to write the next book. Mm-hmm. How does she go about doing that? Will people find out that she stole this book? How does her fa- How does her friend's family feel about this? Are they going to realize what's happening? There's a lot of things like, what do you do <clears throat> when you make a choice that's questionable? And then you have to live with it and you have continually. To yeah. And it's out there. And what's going to happen if someone finds What are you willing to do if someone finds out? Right. You'd be it's, like, oh my gosh, I forgot to put their name on it with mine. I took theirs. But there's already. It wasn't right. finished. But the, I meant to put both of route. our names on and I just forgot. Because people do <laughs> question like, hey, this sounds like, we know your friends. Yeah. And we know she died. And she died. And you were with her. We know. It's very interesting. So a lot of this book is like you are in the mind of a person who's not very honest mm-hmm. and who's Trying making to convince very herself. questionable choices. Yeah. And justifying okay. it. Yeah. And and why and how you do that. It was it was really good. I enjoyed it. I had it didn't end the way I thought. It was it's a it's a twist ending that I was like, no way. Okay. 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 I get, I also felt like I expected a little bit more with how much it's been hyped. I gave it three stars. Maybe if it hadn't been so hyped in my brain. You wouldn't have built it up so big. Yes. Because it was well done. Yeah. And you're in the mind of like the bad guy. Right. Which is a fun which, place to like perception to take. My thought right now, having not read it, 
but being in the mindset of the bad guy, trying to convince that it's okay. We've all tried to convince ourselves yes. that certain things are okay. So yes. this is like on a much bigger level yes. than most of us, but we've all had that bad guy like, but but they weren't going to use it anyway. It was just sitting there Nobody's and no one's ever going to use it. it. Nobody's even going to know. Yeah. And for sure. We've all done that. We've all tried to convince ourselves. It's very interesting. Justify. Okay. And if you are on the other side and you think someone is being dishonest, right. what do you do? How do you go about like proving that? About it? Yeah. It's very it's very interesting. interesting. It's a fun take. It's a little bit out there, a little bit wild, because you're in her brain going like you're a loony bin. And at the same time, she's fooling a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's super interesting. I gave it three stars. Yellow face. Fantastic. Um, I will still read it. Yes. And I'll let you know what I thought. I would love to hear what you think. Okay. My next one is The Unfit Heiress, The Tragic Life and Scandalous Sterilization of Anne Cooper Hewitt. This is written by oh. Audrey Claire Farley. It's nonfiction. And... um. I know that's that's, that's a long the title. Title and the subtitle, but hmm. the ti- the unfit heiress. So this takes place in like nineteen early nineteen thirties, nineteen thirty four, and at that time, um, there is you know pe- women are starting to get out of the home a little bit more, and fashion is coming up, and there is this thought that with women being outside of the home so much and maybe becoming promiscuous, mm. I say that in quotations, um, that they are oversexed just by being out and about, not necessarily having a lot of sex, but the oversexualized, like how you dress and the look and the, mm. but that it's not good for the women and it affects, um, their offspring, and it will lead to defects in our offspring. Mm. And so they need to fix this problem. This is a it, civilization has this problem, and it needs to be fixed. Mm. So that's what this is set on. Mm-hmm. We need family values. I'm trying not to speak right now. <laughs> okay. Speak. Let's hear it. Um, women need to be back in the home. Ridiculous. Women need to not worry about what they look like amongst other women. They just, you know, they might start having ideas. What? Go back home. We can't, we can't deal with your ideas. Mm. So, mm-hmm. there. Keep that in mind. <laughs> and then, in California, there is, well, and this was a problem all over the United States. This took place in California, though, there's the eugenics law, where you could have people sterilized. And they did it all the time. Social workers would come in and say, this is an unfit household, the mother needs to be sterilized. And without them even knowing, they were sterilized. So that was a big thing. So this is specifically about an heiress. Her name is Ann Cooper Hewitt, and her mother, Marion. So Anne's father passes away, and in his will, she is left millions of dollars. But there's a stipulation on it that she has to have have children. There's a childbearing stipulation. He wants his family name to continue on. And so 
it, when she has children, then she gets these millions of dollars and the family name can continue on. Well, the mom did not want the money to go to her. She wanted all the money for herself. But then one day she'll die. Right. But she needs all that money. And so she and she believes that her daughter is promiscuous because she is following this free thinking and education and wants to get any it's it's so ridiculous it's so ridiculous her mother has her declared feeble-minded there is nothing feeble-minded about this girl at all i would love to see what makes someone feeble-minded oh it doesn't take much in this era so then why didn't they all the people that fell into that category get sterilized and then they got sterilized. Yeah, they, a lot of them did. A lot of them did. So she was told she had a really bad stomach ache, which she believes or what came out. There's this huge trial. So this is about the trial of it. Oh. The thought was that the mom gave the daughter something to give her this really bad stomach ache. So the daughter thought she was going to the hospital for real reasons. They takes her to the hospital. And she has to have surgery. She thinks she's had her appendix out, but she has been sterilized. And in reflecting on it, she recalls hearing certain things being said about her being feeble-minded and she doesn't, you know, how how sad it was. And she doesn't even know this has happened to her because she's so feeble-minded. And the doctor, like the nurses and the doctors and the mom were all in on it. They all knew she How was could being you sterilized do that as a doctor and like feel right. good about it. Right. And this happened a lot. Ew. But this specifically was because this mom didn't want to- the money to go to her. And so um Ew. it was the t- at the time the public was captivated by this case. Like everyone was following it and reading up on it. Mm. Um and so it's just kind of the story of when she was born, her childhood with her dad and then mom and then what ended up happening and then the trial. Super, super interesting, sad, ridiculous that this could even happen, that one human being, and we say this over and over again, one human being can do such evil to another human being. I will not understand it, ever. How we can continually have this over and over again throughout history. It's so awful. The inhumane acts that are put upon other people for various reasons. And this one is just another one. I gave it three stars. I thought it was really good. Three stars. um, There were parts where it was a little dry. Sure. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Great story. I've read a couple others about um, women that were historical fiction women who were sterilized. And so this kind of just goes into that knowledge bank that I have there. So I enjoyed it. Three stars. Awesome. Super interesting. Very. The unfit. I feel heiress. like I might just be angry the whole time I listened to it. Yes, there was a lot of that. Like you, And this is her mom. It's mm. not like it's the social worker coming in. Because oftentimes it was a social worker coming into poor black families. Yes, saying right. you can have so no more children yes. or poor families, but a lot of poor black families. Yes. Um, this happened to by social workers. Yes, this was her mother. Ew, her so own gross. mother makes it even grosser. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there you go. Okay, I might put it on my list if I can handle it. <laughs> well, I hope you. Well, I don't know if I hope you do or not, 
you decide for yourself. But if you do, I want to, I want to chat. Okay. I like that. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, The next one I'm going to talk about tonight is Signal Fires by Danny Shapiro. Um, Hmm. He's written a few books like Inheritance. Do you remember that? Yes. I remember it. I have not read it. Um, Anyway, he's known for some very good books. This is right up there. This is the story of a family who one night... Um, it's a, it's a family, a mom and a dad, a brother and a sister. The brother and sister are hanging out one night. Sister is in high school. I think brother's not Uh quite there yet. He's on the cusp and they are hanging out one night on the weekend and on their way home, tragedy strikes. Um, within those moments of tragedy, decisions are made. Um, and secrets are kept. Yeah. I don't want to spoil too much. So I'm being very vague. Yes. Um, that being said, I think you get the idea. They don't ever talk like their whole family does not speak of the tragedy Mm -hmm. after afterwards. It is just like, we are putting this in a box, never to speak of it again. Lid on it on a shelf. Close the door. Okay. And then you follow this family. It kind of jumps into the future and then it kind of goes back into like time that has passed and where, you know, where they are now and where they've been to get there mm-hmm. kind of a story. Um, it also involves, so it jumps to the future. I will say this. It jumps like to the current time where mom and dad are old. Mom has dementia mm-hmm. and is in a home, uh, okay. Alzheimer's severely. And the dad is going to he's in the process of selling his house moving out and going to move in with her um, and be with her Um, it's the night that he's packing up he's going to move the next day when he's outside and sees the neighbor boy across the street who's like 10 years old in his window like looking out the window and so he and the window's open and he kind of calls out to him and is like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'll show you. And he comes down outside and he has it like an iPad, some sort mm-hmm. of an app on his iPad that shows you the constellations in the sky. Okay. And he teaches him about these constellations and he could even tell him like specific ones about like dates in his life that say something about him and about this old man mm-hmm. and they connect. Okay. And then he goes home and the old man goes back to his house and gets ready to move. Um, his daughter decides, you know, she should probably be there when his dad leaves their childhood home. Uh-huh. And so she's, you know, flies in from far away and to help him move, gets there and realizes he's like ready to move. He's already packed. Yeah. And brother just doesn't come. So the family is not really in a great place. Uh-huh. Um. Anyway, time moves forward. So you, you find out that maybe there's more connection with this old man and the boy from time before. And you see the boy in his family. He's an only child and the dynamic there. It's a really sweet story of how our lives intersect and maybe the secrets we keep can eat us from the inside. Um, and sometimes the the efforts we may, we go to to protect the ones we love might be the ones that do the most damage. Yes. It's super it's super good story and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. It was 
it was a sad story. Yeah. It's a sad story. Um, and I, and I, but I think it does a great job of portraying how good intentions to try to help someone in a tough spot maybe isn't helping them. Maybe the better thing, and I don't know the answer to this because we're only seeing the route that was taken. You don't see the other route, but maybe it would be better to let people take ownership of their failures and learn and grow from them. I think when we steal that opportunity, it stifles. Yeah, there's that growth. Or maybe not that. Maybe it's that, but we can't forget about it. Maybe right. you did this, but we need to be. We need to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Either or. And who knows? We can question decisions we've made in the past over and over and over again. I know. We're all just doing our best. Right. It's super interesting. Okay. And I guess that's the questions you walk away with. Like, how do you feel about it? But ultimately. Our paths are linked, like people, we are linked together with people all around us. Uh-huh. And there's more meaning there than maybe we give it, which I kind of loved that idea. Yeah. And so I gave it three stars and it's called Signal Fires. This is one I'd love to talk about. Like, okay. can someone else read it so we can talk about it? Sure will. Okay. I'll add it to my list. Okay. Signal Fires. Signal Fires. Okay. All right. My last one today has been like one of my top suspense books this year. What? It is called How Can I Help You? Hmm. And just check out the cover. It's an old school library card in a little sleeve and it's caught on fire. Okay. Whoa. So this was just so good. It was just, it hit at the perfect time when I just needed something like this. Um, Just a good suspense. So it's about two librarians who work in a small town library okay put me in a library i'm (laughs) happy please now give me a suspense in a library even happier love it so um one of the librarians who is margo which is not her real name has left her other life before and started over again in this small town with a new name, a new identity. She's changed her look. Um, and she is revamping her life as a librarian hmm. and is loving it. She's okay. kind of quirky. People enjoy her charm. She's helping people in the library, return patrons, getting to know them, and um, has just like starting over. She's starting over from her past. I love it. Now, her past, she was a nurse, Mm. and there were some suspicious deaths Uh in the places that she worked. Hmm. And so she started her life over again. Let's and just erase all of yeah, that. Let's just let's yeah. move on. And and it of course it talks a lot more, and you'll find out a lot more when you read it. Sure. Um, but so she's come, she started over again here. See things seem to be going swimmingly. <laughs> Until another new librarian is hired. She's supposed to be the like research librarian. And she comes in and Margo is like who's this coming in thinking we need to do things differently Mm, or there's someone new in the situation and it kind of throws her off a little. And, but yet this librarian, she's was going to write a book after she graduated from college. She worked and worked and worked and worked and worked on writing a book and has just failed and failed and failed. And so this is not her choice, but she needs a new surrounding. She needs to kind of start over and really decide 
what am I going to do? Am I really going to go back to writing? Because she thinks about it constantly. It's all she wants to do. Um, but it's just not getting her anywhere. It's just not working out. Yeah. So she starts observing Margot and kind of sees this little sinister edge of her and becomes quite obsessed with it. And specifically one, one situation with a patron, um, kind of like, okay, something's going on here and I need to know. And okay. she, she starts looking into like trying to research who this Margot is. And obviously she can't find anything because her name's not really Margot. And she goes down this whole path of trying to like just becoming obsessed with Margot. You will not be disappointed with this. Ooh. It is such a good suspense. And it's just like these little tiny quirks of Margot that I just love. It is ah. so well written. Her character is so well written that she is just so believable as this quirky, sinister. She's got a dark edge to her. Ooh. I really enjoyed it. I gave it awesome. four stars. Um, How Can I Help You by Laura Sims. So fun. It's on my list now. It just, it came out in July of this year. It's okay. brand new. I, I don't say the whole li line is long. Is it long? Mm -hmm. I don't even know where I heard about it because it's not yeah. one I've seen on a lot of lists. No. So I don't know how I came across it, but that's awesome. It so did not did. disappoint. Yes. Sweet. Enjoy. You're going to love it. I can't wait. I think people are going to love it. I want to hear about it. Let's talk. Okay. All right. Um, the last book I'm going to talk about is The Connollys of County Down by Tracy Lang. Um, you waited for this one for a long time or you I had did. it for a long time, right? I've, I did wait for this. Okay. It does have a long hold. It just came out in August, so it's new. Okay. Um, Tracy Lang wrote We Are the Brennans, which yeah, okay, came yes. out in 2021. I really liked We Are the Brennans. Um. Just, you know, a little backstory yeah. on Miss Lang. Um, this is the story of the Connolly kids. Um, there's three of them. There's two, sister, brother, sister. Mm -hmm. Like Tara, Eddie, and I can't remember the older sister's name. Um, it's going to drive me bonkers, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, these sisters or this these siblings have been through a lot together their mother died when they were young of cancer maybe mm -hmm. some sickness illness that took her when they were young and um their father was had a problem with gambling and so he would do illegal things to try to pay back bookies and was always in trouble and ended up walking out on their family and so these kids were just on their own, having to take care of each other yeah, uh, from a young age. And it kind of comes out that their oldest sister, whose name I cannot remember, she really took care of them even when their mother was sick. So, like, she has done a lot to try mm -hmm. to keep the family together. And uh, Tara is the youngest, She and it's really from her point of view. Mm -hmm. And she is the youngest sister – and we find her at the beginning of the book getting out of jail. She's been there for like a year and a half mm -hmm. on some sort of a drug charge, but something seems a little fishy about it. Um, 
and she goes home and all the things of her like coming home, they all still live in the family home. Eddie has a son mm-hmm. um, that she gets to see again that she adores. And it's just their family dynamics. Why did she, you're trying to figure out why did she go to jail? It yeah. sounds like something isn't quite right there. You're not getting all the facts. Um, you know, brother has some health problems. What's going on there sister likes to shop a lot and has locks on doors in the house now that no one can get into what in the world is going on there so there's some little things happening and she finds and tara finds herself um really hitting it off with the police officer that put her away okay so there's like a love interest there so it's it is a really intricate like layered story of Mm -hmm. this family that's trying to make it Trying to do the right things by each other while also like having heavy things to deal with. Right. <laughs> Some very heavy things. Um, and the way that they navigate that like together, how they support each other and how what is the right choice? Like how do you make the right choice when you're worried about your the people that you love? Right. Yeah. Um it's I really, really liked this book like i i gave it four stars i don't want to spoil anything because there is some mystery here that i don't want to give anything away um there's some things to untangle and it's it kind of comes back to that same idea of like do you like are you really helping someone out of a pickle by taking the heat yourself yeah and is that the right thing to do the right thing you, they kind of, yeah. You've got, you're on a theme. This one I liked better. You liked this one better. I did. I just liked the characters a lot. I love this like family dynamic. Um, I think siblings are tricky. Very. We all we come from the same place. Yeah. And yet we are very much not the same people. Right. And so as we grow out into the world, it's hard to. It's hard to navigate. Well, and then how do you, I think there's a closeness that just happens when you're under the same roof, right? Mm -hmm. And so as children, you're automatically close. They're particularly close because Mm -hmm. their parents left them and they had to rely on each other, um, which brings a whole other level to their relationship. But it's also like they're still under the same roof and depending on each other as adults. And how do you like grow out of your childhood self into your adult self well and be able to maintain like a close relationship i think it's hard right i think that's hard because you yes. will always see them as your sibling and the roles child, that we play the roles you fall into yes as those siblings yes and that very much is a part of this book and how they learn to expand outside of those roles while still showing and understanding that they care about each other. Yes. Anyway, it was it was really well done. Obviously, there's moments where you just like want to punch him in the face, and then yeah, yeah. But it works. It works out. I I really liked it. If my only complaint was I felt like it kind of ended abruptly, mm-hmm. and there's like this image of the Connollys of County Down is a story that their mother made up when they were children. Okay. And I just would have loved for it to end on that note. Uh, like let's wrap up this story in the story of that i just think because it's the title of the book 
I just would have, and it kind of ends abruptly. Like you could have added a whole other chapter. And like, right. anyway, that would be my only complaint. Otherwise, I really enjoyed the story. I thought it was great. There's some quirky characters in there and all very colorful. I I enjoyed it. Four stars. Tell me again the title. It's called The Connollys of County Down. County Down. Okay. Yep. On the list. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was so fantastic. Good. So many fun books. I, I love it so much. If you've read any of these, we'd love to hear from you. If you have recommendations from us, let us know. Instagram, Facebook. I sat down the other night and was reading through some of our reviews. Love it. It's so fun to see the reviews of our podcast. So please you. write us a review. We yes. love to read them. Thank yes. And you. thank you. Um, so kind. Yeah. So many kind reviews. We really appreciate we that. We love our little community here. Yes, it's fantastic. It is like good people. Books bring good people. Yes. Very and like-minded we just love you good guys. people. So thank yeah. you. And thank you to Amphibia Sue for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your book club. club. Thank you.